This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your money, your life, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. The city of gold, the city where the air is full of spirituality. And it just like you walk around and it's like, bing! It's like you're electrified with your spiritual flight or whatever the word is. I don't know. I'm not really into spirituality, but everybody walks around here like they're really, really spiritual, which is wink, wink means they're sort of weird looking. Anyway, we have a great, great show coming up to you for you today. But before that, if you've got any questions or comments, as always, feel free to shoot me an email at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatsman.com, aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. So I want to let you know, I am so sick of smartphones and iPads and everything else. You know why I'm sick of it? Because I come home from work and I find my children sprawled out on the couch. Usually the TV's on in the background and they're all just like into themselves, curled up and doing something on their phone. And I say, hey, how's everybody doing? And the response is, you're not supposed to do silence on the radio, but that was, you can you get it, right? I'm sure you all have this same experience, right? And they sit around and all they do is they're on their phone. Hey, you guys want to do something? Oh, you know, I'm playing basketball. My son the other day, this is hilarious. He goes, what's your high score in bowling? So I'm like, I once got like a 213 or something like that. He goes, oh, I got a 247. I'm like, what are you talking about? You never got a 247 with bumpers or without bumpers? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, on my phone. I'm like, on your phone? That's not bowling. You don't see what's your high score in bowling when you meet some stupid bowling game on your phone. But that's what we've come to as a society. It's crazy. It is crazy, right? Everybody just, you go to a restaurant and all you see the husband and the wife, you see the, the people on the date, the man and the woman or the couple or whatever. They're just sitting there. Nobody even talks to each other. They're, the food hasn't come out yet. They're just both of them with their heads down on their phone. Hello, society, communication, anybody? So I've got this mission. Okay, I've got a mission. I'm all about now like getting inspired. I talked about like electrified or spiritualized. I'm into like inspiration, right? We got to do things which get us off our rear ends and get us doing things. So you know what I did? I a couple weeks ago, I put a video on. I found the video of the Rocky theme song. Okay? And I put it on YouTube. So I showed them this video of the Gonna Fly Now. And you know, it was like a synopsis somebody put together with the with the music like different scenes from Rocky's training and how he runs through the streets and you know as he gets closer and closer to the end more and more kids start running with him and then he sprints up the steps at the Museum of Art in Philadelphia and I even told my kids you know when I was young I used to wake up early like 5 a.m on Sunday mornings because I would go jogging and I wanted to be like Rocky so you know what I did I cracked an egg a raw egg 
and I tried with all my might. I used to do this all the time. I was never able to swallow it. That was the, di- the only difference that there is between me and Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion, is that he could s- swallow the raw egg and I couldn't. And at some point, my parents were like, well, why are there always raw egg? Why are there always eggshells like Sunday morning early? You didn't make eggs for everybody. We know that. And I would have to explain, well, and they're like, why have, why have you wasted dozens of eggs? I said, because I got to be like Rocky. So, you know, I would go jogging just like Rocky, you know, and I just ended up wasting lots and lots of eggs. But you know what? I would say, isn't this inspirational, kids? Isn't this amazing? Look, he's running. Everybody's running after him. They're high five of him. They're cheering him. He's punching the meat. He's swimming. I don't know, whatever he's doing. And one of my kids said, why is he punching meat? And then the other one is like, why are all the kids wasting their energy running with him? So I actually responded to that. Uh, I guess they didn't have iPods in 1976. <laughs> You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. I know you think this show is about a movie review about Rocky, but there is a method to the madness. We're speaking about getting inspired financially. And if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. So I write a ton about all kinds of mistakes, financial mistakes, that is, that people make. Right? You can ask my staff how frustrated, frustrated is a good word, I might use the anger word, right? (laughs) I get when I meet couples that are like deep in debt and they just continually make bad financial decisions. Or a meeting that I had recently where a guy, after losing like 75% of his net worth by investing in individual stocks, he insists that he still wants to trade individual stocks because, well, as he said, it's pretty easy to find cheap, great companies to buy. Hello, light bulb off going in your head. It exploded in your head. You only lost 75% of your money trying this. Maybe it isn't so easy. (laughs) Like, I'm just, maybe, hello. What more proof do you need that maybe you're not good at picking stocks? It's not often that I came out of a meeting where I'm actually inspired, but recently it actually happened and it was cause for joy. I bought drinks for everybody in the, everybody in the office got drinks, drinks on me. They said like, well, all we have is coffee, tea, and water. I'm like, Hey, I paid for it anyway. It's on me on the house. Yeah. I'm a generous guy. So after, I recently met with a widow. It's not so funny, but I recently went with a widow who had all her financial life in total order. It was amazing. She lost her husband just like two or three months ago. And she told me that she was motivated to completely independent financially. And she made a point to get totally organized. And she was reading up on personal finance. At the end of our meeting, I actually complimented her. And I said, it's unbelievable that she's in such control of her financial situation. And I actually said, I suggest, suggested in all seriousness that she write a book or create a financial blog or something like that where people can follow what she did because it would be a huge thing, a big, big service to the general public if she actually um, went ahead and put pen to paper and explained the steps and explained how she took control. Because I, mean, I do this all the time, right? Most people are not in that situation. It has nothing to do with men or women. Most people are just not in a situation where they're 
in organize, totally organized, totally in control of their financial situation, especially if had after suffering a devastating loss just a few you know weeks earlier. Right. And I want to emphasize because I know I'm going to get mail. I always do this when I speak about this. Right. I'm not con- I'm not trying to be condescending. Right. It has nothing to do with widows and their inability to handle money. OK. As I've said, and I've said here before and I've written from my experience, women actually tend to deal a lot better with spousal loss than men do. It's just that I've had a bunch of meetings recently with both widows and widowers who have large financial messes on their hands. And for the most part, they weren't able to um, get in control like this woman was. That's why I want to speak about this. It has nothing to do with widows. I'm not saying anything bad. Keep that in mind, okay? It cuts across men and women equally, okay? So the first tip, I want to give you a few tips what you should do. Number one, don't give away your insurance payout. I've written numerous times that when you get a large sum of money from an insurance payout, don't do anything, right? Just sit tight for like three or four months. Put the money in the bank. Yeah, you know, they're going to be calling you and you can be making more money. You know what? Three months ain't going to make a hill of beans. There's no difference that it's going to make if you keep your money in the bank for three months. Don't, I urge you, don't make any rash, impulsive purchases or investments until you feel like you really actually have control, you're making rational decisions, and you actually understand what it is you're doing, right? People are going to be talking a thousand miles an hour to try and convince you to do something. But if you don't understand it, don't do it. I've seen many, many cases where a surviving spouse receives a large death benefit and they squander it in a very short amount of time. Why? They buy all those things that they, quote unquote, needed to be bought or by giving huge gifts to their children to help them out. I don't have anything against helping your children or your grandchildren. I think it's a good thing to do, but you have to make sure first that you've got enough to take care of yourself. As I always say, take care of yourself first. Before making any investment or gifting decisions for that matter, figure out how much money you're going to need on a monthly basis, right? What we're talking about is making a budget. Wait a couple of months, let things calm down a little bit, and then try and determine how much money is required. Why, why should you wait? Because when, when, you know, in the first month or two, um, your expenses are going to be probably significantly higher um, than they work. They're going to be all these kind of one-time expenses um, that you've had to take care of. But once things calm down, two, three, four months later, sit down and try and figure out really how much money um, you're going to need on a monthly basis. By how do you do that? You start tracking your expenses. Break your expenses down to those that are both monthly expenses, things that happen over and over and over again, and then those that are annual one-time expenses. Maybe it's an insurance payment, um, things like that. Once you have organized and written down all this, your expenses, then write down all your various sources of income, which could be salary if you're still working, pension, um, social security, you know, government social benefits that you might get. Um, if you've got property, maybe some rental income, if you've got an annuity, annuity income, all that kind of stuff should be in the income side, right? This means that once you know how much money enters your bank account each month, then you can create a budget that limits your spending to the amount of income that you have, right? You already know what your expenses are, so you can sort of put the two together and create, um, you know, the proper kind of budget, right? After defining your cash flow needs, then the investment allocation decisions can be made. If income is less than your expenses, 
The money that you have can be invested to generate income to supplement your monthly shortfall, right? If you're short every month, you just don't have enough coming in. Use your investments, create a portfolio with your investments that they'll generate monthly or quarterly income, which then you can use in order to supplement what you already have coming in, okay? Conversely, if your expenses are much lower than your current income, then you can actually increase the growth allocation to your portfolio. You don't need the portfolio to shoot out monthly income for you, which are, tend to be more conservative type investments, but you can have more growth in your portfolio. Once again, you're listening to The Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions, email me at aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il or check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. We're speaking about what to do if you come into a large sum of money. Um, I'm, I'm, I was repeating the story of a, a widow who came in um, who really was inspirational for me because after just two, month, two months after losing her husband, she was in total control of her financial situation. And as I say, and I'm in the business, right? It doesn't happen very often. And we're giving some tips on what to do. So the first tip, obviously, don't make any rash decisions. Um, number two is to budget, figure out, your expenses, your expense needs, figure out how much income you, ha you have. And then um, based on that, you can create an investment portfolio um, that either helps you generate supplementary income, or if you don't need that income, you can go ahead and invest the money um, for more growth. Finally, I always like to put this in, don't invest in your nephew's business, right? Not long after you finish your mourning period and before even the insurance, the insurance check comes in the mail right? The surviving spouse becomes very, very popular among relatives with business ideas, right? We all know it. Um, we probably know situations where it's happened, but it's amazing how entrepreneurial family members can be after a relative with an insurance policy dies. It's crazy. I hate to sound making light of it or because it's a serious topic, but it's amazing. People who have showed no motivation to do anything. Once they know that uh, Uncle Jack just came into some money, wow, they're all of a sudden like, you know, Mr. Entrepreneur, they're Bill Gates, right? They're going to change the world with their new falafel business or whatever it is they're trying to make. Stay away from investing or quote unquote loaning. It usually comes in the form of loan. Hey, hey, uncle, can you loan me $50,000? I'll, I'm going to give it back to you in three weeks. Uh-huh. So stay away from loaning or investing money to these family members unless you really want to lose your money, right? If you've got a wish to flush your money down the toilet, then invest with those family members. Otherwise, it probably pays just to buy lottery tickets with that. At least there's a, you know, a one in 25 billion chance that you might win something. Whereas if you invest in your nephew's you know, new business, chances are within months you're going to be out of money. The death of a spouse is emotionally devastating, but you need to continue living your life. By implementing these tips, you can start taking control of your financial situation, which to some degree, obviously, on a financial side of things, is going to help the healing begin. You're listening to Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to shoot me an email at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. We'll see you soon.